Thanks for listening to the All Nations Church podcast. Enjoy this week's message from James Aubrey. We hope it leads you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and empowers you to advance the kingdom of God in your community. If you'd like to find out more, head to allnationschurch.org.uk slash podcast. Greetings to our All Nations Church family watching in Cardiff and the regions beyond and greetings to everybody who else joining us from all around the world. It's really great to be with you and we are continuing our adventure this morning talking about the king and his kingdom. Let's remind ourselves of some of the things that we're learning about this king and his kingdom uh, before we go any further. The kingdom of God is described as being everlasting. Psalm 145 verse 11 says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. His kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. Isaiah 9 verse 7 says, of the increase of God's government and peace, there will be no end. And his kingdom is an unshakable kingdom. Hebrews 12 verse 28 says that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The most secure place for any person in the whole world to be is in the kingdom of God. And what a king this kingdom has. The king of the kingdom of God is... God himself, Psalm 145 verse 1 says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. And Jesus himself is that wonderful king of the kingdom. And what's he like? Is he, a, is he a tyrant? Is he a dictator? Is he mean? No, when he came into Jerusalem in Matthew chapter 21, it says this, Behold, here comes your king, meek, humble, gentle, riding on a donkey. The king of the kingdom of God is the wonderful person of Jesus Christ. And do you know what? Hebrews 13 verse 8 says this. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever you've known and experienced of the Lord Jesus in the past is true today. True right now. Wherever and however you're listening and watching to this message, the Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Loving, faithful, generous and kind, powerful, holy, able to save, a restorer, a healer, a provider, a great and wonderful king. And uh, I had the privilege of being with you a few weeks ago. And we looked together at how this wonderful king began his earthly ministry, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and calling people to follow him and participate in that adventure. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17... It says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. And this is a wonderful example of how life in the kingdom of God involves a a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the opportunity to play a part in the extension and the establishment of that kingdom. Jesus says to these fishermen, come, follow me. He invites them into a personal, intimate relationship with him. God wants us to know him. He's our creator. He's our maker and he wants us to know him. 
But he also has a wonderful purpose and a wonderful plan for this whole world. And he wants to include you and me and every one of his followers in that plan. So he says to these guys, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I'm going to use you, Jesus says. I'm going to train you, Jesus says, to change the world, to save the world, to be involved in the extension and the establishment of my kingdom. I trust you're enjoying following the Lord Jesus today and I trust that you know that he wants to use you and continue to use you in fulfilling his purpose. And so today we're going to look at one way that we can do that. We're going to look at one way that Jesus invites us to be fishers of men. One way that Jesus invites us, uh, encourages us and excites us to be people who are involved in the extension and the establishment of his kingdom. So I hope you're ready, I hope you're excited. We're going to look at two passages of scripture in, in Matthew's gospel, and I think very quickly it's going to come to light what we're going to be talking about today. So if you would turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, we're going to read two passages of scripture from, from a, a portion of Matthew's gospel, which we traditionally call the Sermon on the Mount, which is a collection of teachings um, for disciples about what it means to be a disciple, to be a follower of the Lord Jesus in his kingdom. And so let's just pray before we read the scriptures. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you have given us your word. We want to thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. We want to thank you that your word is powerful. You've exalted above all things your name and your word. And we pray that you'd open your word to us this morning by your Holy Spirit so that we'd see the Lord Jesus more clearly, we'd believe your word more, more, more deeply, and we'd live for you more passionately. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to read two passages of scripture to you. And the first one is in Matthew chapter 6, and it begins in verse 5. See if you can spot what we're going to talk about today. When you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray... Do not keep babbling on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's the first passage. Turn with me, just one page over, to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7, again, these are the words of Jesus. He says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. 
Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. I hope you like my water bottle. I hope, and I'm sure you've guessed, about how we're going to talk this morning. We're going to talk for a few moments about prayer. Why? Why prayer? Of all the things we could talk about, of all the aspects of life in the kingdom, of all the things that we enjoy in terms of relating to the Lord Jesus, why prayer? Well, first of all, because prayer was the secret of Jesus' success. Go through the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And what do you find Jesus doing so often? You find him in prayer. Praying early in the morning, praying late in the evening, praying at times during the day, praying before important events, praying after significant events. He was praying. And prayer kept him on track with the plan that God had sent him for. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, he has a very busy day of um, healing the sick and preaching the Gospel. And the next morning, he he gets up early to pray. And um, one of his disciples comes to him and says, everyone's looking for you. And Jesus says, I must go on and preach the Gospel to other towns, for that's why I was sent. Kept him on track with his purpose. The, The second reason we want to talk about prayer today is that it's the one thing that his disciples ask him to teach them. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, we find Jesus praying, and at the end of his prayers, the disciples look at him, and one of them says, teach us to pray. Now, Jesus had called these men to follow him. Jesus had empowered these men to be people who could preach the Gospel, who could cast out demons, who could heal the sick. He'd said to them, I'll make you fishes of men. But they never asked him, teach us to preach. They never asked him, teach us how to be leaders. They never said, teach us how to organize or strategize a campaign. They asked him, teach us to pray. They had followed Jesus. They'd walked with him. They'd lived with him. They'd eaten with him. They'd they'd slept in the same places as him. And in watching his life, at least one of them had looked at it and gone, there's something about his prayer that I've got to learn. Teach us to pray. And when he taught them to pray, he gave them the same words we've looked at in Matthew 6. Pray this way. Father in heaven, may your name be honored as holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. See, right at the heart of prayer is this cry. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. The other reason why it's good for us to talk about prayer today in the context of the king and his kingdom is that it is the perfect activity for lockdown. Prayer is the perfect activity for lockdown. Why? Because true prayer requires no one to see you but God. (laughs) True prayer requires no one to hear you but God. Even if you're alone in your house, even if you're shut off in a room, you can pray and your prayers can reach the throne of heaven. Now, you might say, come on James, we're almost out of lockdown. The vaccines have been issued, that there's a roadmap on the way out. Why talk about prayer now so late in the lockdown? Well, you're absolutely right. Lockdown is almost over. Praise God. 
But why don't we, together, before we return to the new normal, before all the pressures of your diary, all the social engagements available, all the opportunities to visit friends and family, all the hustle and bustle of modern day life, before all these things come back into our plate, before all the options are open again, why don't we learn while we're restricted how to pray? When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said things like this, don't be like the hypocrites who love to be seen and heard when they pray. Just shut yourself off and pray to your father. In other words, he said, don't show off when you're praying, just switch off. Whether it's alone in a room, as Jesus describes here, whether it was alone in a, in a garden or in the wilderness, as Jesus does elsewhere, whether it's, as T mentioned to us last Sunday, getting up and going for a walk early in the morning and having fellowship with God. However and wherever and whenever you can, just switch off. Don't show off. Just switch off. What else did Jesus say? Don't go on and on and on and on and on like the pagans. Because they put their faith in the fact that they prayed long prayers. They put their faith in the fact that they were using some kind of magic special formula. Jesus says, don't go on and on and on. Just go to your father. Don't go on and on and on and on and on. Don't go to your father. And Jesus also taught us this. Don't quit until you get an answer. (laughs) What did he say? Ask and it will be given to you. We'll come back to that in a moment. You know, when my kids, I've got four wonderful kids, when they want something, they let me know about it in very simple, consistent, persistent, repetitive terms. They don't use many words. They don't use long prayers. But they don't stop asking until they get a reply. So today what we're going to do in the time we have this morning is I'm going to give you what I'm calling the ABC of prayer. The ABC of prayer. And I really feel that this is very simple, it's very obvious. For some of you, you'll go, oh, I do all these things already. Great. Do them and do them all the more. Teach other people how to do them. But if we can get these, these little things, these simple things, right in our lives in this season, I believe we're going to be all the more effective for seeing God's kingdom extended and established here, there, and everywhere. So are you ready? A, B, C of prayer. So A stands for, ready? A stands for this. Actually pray. Actually pray. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 5, 6, and 7, when you pray. He didn't say if you pray or should you pray. He didn't say consider praying. He said when you pray. The first block, the first letter in our prayer alphabet is this. Actually pray. The danger is very simple. That we talk about it, but we don't do it. Really simple. The danger is that we read about it, but we don't put it into practice. This hit home a couple of years ago for me. Um, Some of you who are friends with me will know this, but both my wife and I are quite keen runners. We really enjoy running. It wasn't always like that, though. Um, It wasn't that I didn't enjoy running, but I was obsessed with it. But I wasn't really doing it. And uh, I had all the gear, but I had no idea. I had the trainers. I had the, um, all, the, all the get-up. Uh, I used to read articles about running. I used to buy books about running. But I wasn't actually running. And uh, we went to a party a couple of years ago. It was a big family reunion for my wife's family. 
and uh, we were chatting with different friends and family, and I was talking to um, one of Saskia's cousins, who was a very keen runner, had been running marathons and this kind of stuff, and uh, was just chatting away about running, and Saskia, my wife, appeared, and she just listened to the conversation for a couple of minutes and kind of looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, we're just talking about running. And she looked at me and she said, she runs. You just read about it. And she walked off. <laughs> and, it, you know, it really hit home that you can, just, you can totally deceive yourself into thinking that you're doing something because you talk about it or you read about it or you think about it. No, you do it when you do it. <laughs> I had to make an adjustment because I had to learn to actually run. And God wants us to learn to actually pray. Really simple. That's why it's A. Ready for letter B? Believe when you pray. Believe when you pray. Matthew 6 verse 8 says this. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. Doesn't that leave you with such great confidence? That every single prayer I'm ever going to pray, every single need I'm ever going to have, my father, our father, your father, he knows what we need before we ask him. Wow, doesn't that kind of fill you with confidence and comfort that you can come to him? He's inspired us to pray. He's invited us to be involved in extending it and establishing his kingdom. And he knows what we need before we ask him. And so one of the major keys for us into being effective in prayer is this, to believe what we are praying is heard and answered by our heavenly father. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. Whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. One of my heroes is a missionary called James Fraser. He was a missionary in China back in the early part of the 20th century. And he wrote a fantastic little pamphlet called The Prayer of Faith. And he said this, praying without faith is like trying to cut with a blunt knife. Much labor expended to little purpose praying without faith is like trying to cut with a blunt knife much labor expended to little purpose t austin sparks said this there is more power in the simple prayer of faith than in the greatest empire this world can ever produce so when you are praying actually do it and believe that your father hears you that your father answers you, and that every prayer you pray with faith, you'll receive. There's much more we could say about that, but we're just on ABC this morning. Ready for C? Continue to pray. (laughs) Continue to pray. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, we read the Lord Jesus said these words, Ask, and it will be given to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And you might have a translation that says, Keep on asking. And that's because that verb is in the continuous present tense. The continuous present tense. It means to ask and to keep on asking. The Lord has inspired us and encouraged us to pray. And he expects us to keep on coming. How is a habit formed? By repetition. Repeated action over time builds a habit into your life. And God expects us to continue to pray. This doesn't contradict what Jesus said about long prayers. The, the pagans were putting their faith in the length of their words and the amount that they prayed. What Jesus is talking about here in Acts chapter 7 is this beautiful word, persistence. If you don't quit, you'll win. 
Another, another quote from my hero Fraser, he says this, I don't intend to be one of those who bemoan little results while resting in the faithfulness of God. My cue is to take hold of the faithfulness of God and use the means necessary to secure big results. I don't know why some prayers are answered the first time, and I don't know why some prayers are answered the thousandth time, but I do know this, God answers prayer. And one of the highlights for me, one of the highlights for Saskia and I during lockdown has been our life group. We, we miss them terribly. We miss being together. We miss being in each other's homes. We miss the opportunity to see our kids playing with one another. We miss the fantastic brunches that the Briggs used to put on on Saturday mornings. not forgotten those. But one of the things that we've really appreciated about technology, one of the things that we've really appreciated about Zoom and uh, WhatsApp is that it's allowed us to keep in touch with one another and to pray for one another. To pray together about big needs and small needs. We've been praying together for our dear friends Tom and Liz Clark, who lead our Alpha course. We've been praying for them because we want, and I'm sure you're the same, we want to see every person on that course give their lives to Jesus. And we're going to ask and keep on asking until we see a result. We've been praying for people who've needed to move house um, because the houses they're in weren't suitable for them. We've been praying for people who've been sick in their body and some of them have recovered. Do you know some of them haven't? We've faced disappointments. We've faced unanswered prayers. We've faced questions we can't answer. But we do know this. Jesus inspires us to continue to ask It's all very simple what I'm saying today, but that's what ABCs are for. Actually pray. Believe when you pray and continue to pray. I think these are things that we can all put into practice if we're willing. You see, Jesus is building his church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Nothing can stop the increase of his government and peace. Nothing can shake the unshakable kingdom and nothing can change the victory of Jesus. But in the light of all these things, there is always something for us to believe, something for us to say and something for us to do. And we've seen today that one of those things is that we can pray. Would you join with me in praying just for a moment? Father, we come to you today. And we thank you that you're a God who has inspired us and is teaching us to pray. And praying first and foremost that your name would be honoured as holy, that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done on earth as in heaven. I just pray today for us all listening and all of us watching that we will be people who would take hold of these promises that you've made to us, take hold of the opportunity before us and that we would see you move with power as we call upon you in prayer. For everybody watching and listening today, I pray, Father, would they experience your love, your life, your kindness, your peace and your presence in their lives right now. If there's anybody watching this morning who is troubled in their mind, losing hope with the situation they're in, I pray you would come into them today. Come to them today and give them hope. Anyone who's watching this who is sick right now, we want to thank you, Lord Jesus. You're able and willing to heal any and every disease. 
Just touch them in their body right now, Lord Jesus. Where people need wisdom, where they need an answer from you, where they need guidance for their future, may they call to you and may you answer and tell them great and wonderful things that they do not know. We thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering this prayer. Amen. Friends and family, we love you so much. We can't wait to see you. We can't wait to share life together, celebrate and sing together. But know this, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. We're praying for your welfare, for your strength, for your encouragement, that you would grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for one another. And we believe that God is hearing that prayer and answering it. God bless you. We trust you have been encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to get connected, you can write to us at hello at allnationschurch.org.uk or call us on 029-20-524125. Thank you so much for tuning in.